What's going on everybody? George, Casey, Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. Back after a little bit of a hiatus from last week. Uh, I'm a little bit under the weather still, but I ain't dead. So uh, we're not missing two weeks in the world, everyone. Uh, so I know you can hear us on Casey's phone right now. We'll get that figured out here in a second. But uh, hey, Casey, man, how's it going? So far, so good, man. Brian Boys Productions in there right now. What's up, man? Glad you could be with us here. Uh, just went racing this weekend, man. Finally got the new car out. See it there behind me. Um, only got seven runs on it, but she's proven to be pretty consistent doing some sweet wheelies. Uh, if you pay attention to the Instagram account at all, you'll see uh, where my wife took a video. I kind of did a screenshot of it. It was getting them up pretty high, man. Probably about... I don't know, foot, foot and a half, but one of them runs, it took off, man, and I was like, oh, here we go, and uh, it about doubled it, and that car doesn't have wheelie bars on it right now either, so uh, only got to leave at 3,200, and uh, it's getting them up pretty good, so uh, the only problem we had with it is the line lock solenoid stuck, uh, so we were doing pro stock burnouts all weekend. It was pretty sweet. Monday morning racer. What's up, man? Thanks for liking and sharing on Facebook. We appreciate that. Uh, any more interest we can get in the going bracket racing YouTube channel, the better. Um, but yeah, man, overall pretty good weekend. Got to uh, sixth round in the Nova. Didn't even have to buy her back on Saturday. And then, uh, Sunday came around and I, I, whenever I was good, the other guy was better. And whenever I was lucky, I didn't have enough luck. So uh, <laughs> Sunday didn't know too good, but old Lil Nasty Red, I'm sure he'll be in here in a minute. But uh, Justin, man, he got down to sixth round on Sunday. So it's all good, man. Good showing for old GBR. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Got a few guys over here on the YouTube, or excuse me, on the Facebook side. Colton, what's up, man? Thanks for joining in. Uh, all the way from Canada, we got Cody Newman. Welcome in, man. Uh, Bracket like brand. I know, I know, uh, uh, old Brandon over there, you're probably pretty good friends with him. And yeah, give him a shout out if he's not in here. What's going on, Brandon Barker over there in the uh, Canadian side of things? And and Dylan Champion, he also says to you, Casey, he says, never lift. Eventually, it'll eventually come <laughs> down. <laughs> he says, he yep. says, do you willy and don't get off the gas. It'll, it'll come down eventually. Man. Come down eventually. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it came down pretty good. Uh, I don't know what happened, man, but uh, that car, of course, doesn't have a dial in board on it. So we're writing them in old school, get writing the numbers on there, old school, everything. So we shoe have this polish. dialing marker in there. Oh, man, you're talking. We got this bright yellow shoe polish, man. You can see it so good. Well, I don't know what happened, but one run came down from that big wheelie that I was telling you about just now. Came down. and it, I didn't think it came down that hard, but we're going, going, going. And, you know, I'm looking back and everything, and I don't know if I dropped a guy hard and didn't realize it or what happened, but all I knew – I come back, I get my time slip, and the guy kind of looks at me funny. And I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, maybe I embarrassed myself, you know, but I won that round. So I'm like, what's going on here, right. you know? And I get this time slip, well, there's yellow all over it. And I look down, and I'm like, oh, no, it looked like you shot Big Bird in that car. It was terrible, <laughs> oh, man. I so, mean, I'm talking, there was there was shoe polish in the back window. Every single wire by the MSD in the foot box of the passenger side is yellow now. So if I have any wiring problems, I don't know what I'm going to do. Every wire is yellow. <laughs> you know, so yeah man know. so what ended up happening real quick uh we got Lorenzo martin in the in the uh in the chat here too he's coming in for to us from the north carolina bracket racing page so all you uh carolina racers out there if you're not following up on that uh north carolina bracket racing page let one of us know if you can't find it we'll get you invited into the page it's pretty good stuff going on lorenzo does a good job of shouting out everybody he'll even tell you happy birthday when everybody else wouldn't so definitely a good place to uh to to make home uh, thanks, Lorenzo, for all you do, sharing the page and things like that. But uh, the best Casey, part, the best part about that North Carolina bracket racing page is if you live in North Carolina or even anywhere around, because everybody kind of races from Virginia to South Carolina around here. If you want to know where you need to go that weekend, Lorenzo will post up every single race that's going on in the state of North Carolina and the surrounding area every single week. I don't even look at these random sites. I only <laughs> look at the North Carolina bracket racing page. Because he tells you everywhere you need to go, and he he doesn't just—it's called North Carolina bracket racing, but he's 
got stuff for you grudge racers out there, you small tower racers, you heads up racers. He's got every single thing that's going on in North Carolina. You can find on the North Carolina Bragger Racing page. Check that out for sure. Definitely good stuff. Definitely. I've been on there for, uh, you know, Casey, you invited me to it. And uh, I've been in there looking at it uh, for, for a few weeks now myself. So uh, definitely always as a, as a Bragger family, we have to stick together. And anything that's got anything to do with uh, drag racing, I'm I'm in, I'm all in for it anyway. So definitely glad to see everyone joining in there. Ron Huntley, thanks for coming in. Uh, good afternoon to you too. And uh, certainly, guys, as we begin to talk, keep keep bringing the chats along. Let us know your thoughts. That's what we're here for to kind of get everybody uh, in one space to talk about drag racing, what we love to do, get you some ideas across the brain. You know, kind of ways that we think uh, might work good for us or good for you if we got it we'll share it for you so in Casey, we we talked about the malibu and uh and the good things that it showed you pretty early on here in the stream so far but uh, you can't take anything from old blue that's what i call the nova by the way guys he didn't know that but mm -hmm. i'm gonna call that car old blue <laughs> and old blue showed its rear end uh for lack of better terms this weekend and and uh so did you um no yeah. better no better term for that you know you just mooned everybody yeah. there for a couple of rounds and and uh and got i think you got all the way to maybe nine cars ten cars what i think it was 12 and i should have been down to six i ran chad duke and i was 006 to his 32 man and i was looking back looking back and i just was i never thought i was breaking out and i was sitting here and i'm like i'm like man i lift a little bit i lift a little bit so i lifted a couple times and I mean, he's coming on you pretty quick. It's 530 door car, you know, so he's coming at you. And I'm looking back and I'm, I just lost track of where I was at. And uh, car picked up three numbers out of nowhere. And I, I never thought it would have picked up three. I mean, I might have figured it would have picked up one, but I never thought it would have picked up three. And, uh, you know, ended up he, he ended up running himself next round. Uh, so he was down to three for sure. I don't know how that played out. I think he might have ran Brandon Lane, actually. And then Brandon Lane might have got to the finals. But uh, check this out, George. Here's another side note for you. Lee Kraft, the Monday morning racer here, was just at the Vegas Four Wides last weekend. And uh, he said that there was a guy with a PT Cruiser Roadster in Vegas. You ever seen one of them? Not ever. Now, <laughs> am I shocked? What was that like, Lee? Well, he's answering that question. Am I shocked to see a PT Cruiser Roadster? No. We're talking about drag racing here. We turn everything into a race car if we can do it, you know. <laughs> so uh, don't be shocked if one day you see a Lamborghini race car, bracket car. Now, if whoever does that, you, you, I hope you got it wrecked or it was underwater and you just turned it, something <laughs> like that. Because, and that's a heck of a lot of money to turn into a to turn into a race car from a Lamborghini. You can probably have two or three different race cars by the time you get done with that one. Uh, it's either that or you got more money you know what to do with, and I can help you figure out what to do with it. So. Just give me a call. I'll help you. I promise. Um, <laughs> but no, guys, I'm sorry here. I'll go mute a few times. I'm still battling this cold pretty good. This Texas pollen is, is no joke, for lack of a better term. I don't know what's going on here. A side note. Side note. Let's take another one. What in the hell, excuse my language, is going on in the Midwest, Illinois, and all these other places where it's April the 20th, and there's freaking snow coming out of the sky, and and races are getting, getting canceled for... <laughs> for the weather being off. What's going on there? Dude, I have no idea, but literally right before we started this stream, my mom texted me a uh, picture or a video she was taking and she said that it was sleeting and snowing at the same time at uh, at her house right now. And uh, I'll tell you what, they were actually out here for the last uh, couple weeks. And uh, I bet you they're missing it right now because <laughs> it's a little cool outside here, man, but it's about 75. <laughs> yeah, and we're not getting such luck here in Texas. It's it's not even barely getting above uh, 55 today. So uh, we even got a frost morning for tomorrow morning. Uh, my wife, uh, luckily, we waited a little bit longer than what we normally do to get all the flowers and things into the ground for the year or whatever. I know the same drag racing guys, but, you know, I'm married, so this is what I have to deal with. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, so we're going to bring some, some plants in for the weekend and stuff like that. But a lot of races have been canceled. Um I think Gateway was throwing some type of, I guess, worldwide technology raceway. A divisional was supposed to have been going on. Maybe it's called the Frostbuster or something like that, and it got canceled. So um, if you guys were, were thinking about going to that divisional, I think it got rescheduled for sometime in September if you hadn't heard yet. So uh, certainly go go take a look at their webpage, and I'm sure they'll have an update there. 
I'd say so, man. And uh, I'll tell you what, Jr. he told me that uh, he was at Gateway this weekend and he said, I don't know what happened, but it ended up raining out on Saturday or something like that. And uh, he did say that they ended up paying all the money. They split it all up amongst whoever was still in, but he said they paid it. So that's good. Yeah. Um, good start to everything. I wish they would have been able to get it in. But this is what's cool, George. I looked at that flyer and it says they had contingency and whatnot in that whole deal. And let's go on this offshoot here. This isn't something we were planning on talking about, but how come some of these big name tracks can't get contingency in some way, shape or form for the bracket racers? Like there's all kinds of people in the area that, you know, do performance uh, type uh, applications and things that guys at the racetrack use. Why, why couldn't they give, you know, 50 bucks or something to somebody running their sticker to the to finalists i mean you're talking you're talking promotion if you have 10 races a year if you give somebody 50 even 100 bucks that's you know for winning that's only 10 races a year that's only a thousand bucks and that if the person that does win doesn't have your sticker on you still got 50 cars of the track that are at all times that's cheap advertising is it not so I agree 100%. It's definitely cheap advertising. And either way you look at it, your name's going to be out there that many more times because, you know, you've, you've given some type of an incentive to put your sticker on the car. Uh, one person I can or one entity that I can say is good at doing it is SFG. Uh, if you rock an FF, SFG sticker on your car, even sometimes it'll get you entries in the races. You never know what might come out of his hat for you representing the SFG Promotions Incorporated. So... Uh, to answer your question, Casey, I guess it's probably, you know, the, the same reason that um, a 10 grander um, this past weekend doesn't have enough racers at it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So and I won't name any tracks. I mean, people, people have to learn their, you know, uh, learn the hard way or or listen, listen to the races a little bit better is what I think is going on here. But lack of promotion of your own race or your own track is what is causing other tracks not to, or should I say other companies, not to give some type of contingency for you rocking their sticker. Um, it's got to have something to do with it because it's only business sense. Anybody who is in our industry, um, let's just say you're an engine builder in the area for it's not going to hurt you to give $100 off of a, an engine build just for mm -hmm. somebody putting their sticker on your car. The problem is yeah. you just don't know that it's possible to do it, and that's called lack of promotion. Uh, so I think it's just lack of know-how. That's what I think it is, man. Um, I guess somebody needs to, to write a book on it or, or educate on, uh, you know, give your, give your contingencies out to who's going to buy your product. You know what I mean? Um, right. I know that a lot of people will sit here and say, well, we've been going to these bracket races nowadays and there's not very many people showing up in the stands. Well, there are a lot of drag racers in the pits. So one way or the other, your, your name's going to get out there around the people who you want to use your, your platform in the first place is what I think. Right. I mean, and not to mention, I mean, it's just like, like, for example, if there was somebody paying contingency, why wouldn't I have the sticker on my car? I mean, it would, it's literally sitting right here behind me. Like just the Facebook stuff alone reached 9,000 people last month. That's just correct. the Facebook side. That's not even our main thing. You know what I mean? That's correct. And that's one, one thing, you know, like we're talking everybody doing that type of stuff at, you know, this weekend, Galat had 200 top bulb cars. I actually think they had more than that. But uh, I mean, it's, it just doesn't make sense why somebody wouldn't get a hold of a track like that and be like, hey, I'm paying the money. They're not going to care. I mean, most say, say you do like NHRA does, which is a lot of times like a hundred bucks to win 50 to run her up or even 200 and, and, and a hundred or something like that. Well, the cheapest race motor you're really going to build. If you build one from scratch, like, I mean, your regular 383 hydraulic cam motor and stuff like that's going to still be $5,000, you know? So you telling me you can't give away a couple hundred dollars and maybe sell a $5,000 motor at the end of it. It's I mean, a, that's good business. It's, it's a fact. And, and like you said, man, it's all it's going to do is bring more awareness. Even if you do something like that, you, you stand a chance at getting far more, far more um, business at the end of the year. What is our saying? One percent of everybody is going to be a buyer. Well, if you go yeah. to one race and there's 300 people there, you might have gained a couple of more engines to build for the year. 
mathematically. Right. So definitely a smart idea. But one thing I can I can say it even even this way. I thirty. I watched them throw a race maybe last week, and it was maybe it might have been their season opener. It might have been the race after their season opener over there at Cattle Mills. But they had so many spectators. I, I mean to tell you, I don't think I've seen that many spectators at a bracket race in many, many years since being very little, you know. And then there's not a jet car or a funny car or some spectacle there to, to put on a show. No, they're there to watch bracket racing. And I, my hat goes off to the promoters or whoever runs I-30 because you got the word out. And that's what people mm-hmm. are failing to do. We Number one, we got Facebook and we have Instagram and all these other places where it's very easy to have somebody say something about you or put something out as a post saying, hey, we're open this week or we're closed this week. Um, so hats off to them for that. That's 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 an astronomical. Uh, that was an astronomical amount of people that I saw at that track. I don't even want to put a guess on how many spectators showed up to that. So, right. I mean, just use use things like Facebook Live. It's free. YouTube. It's free. You can get your word out. Literally, you don't have to pay somebody on the radio anymore to say anything. You don't have to pay for TV commercials. You can make your own. Um, I mean, any any of these tracks, if you look at any of these tracks, Facebook pages, there's like a lot of times like 50,000 people follow that page. If you would just make a Facebook post, it reaches all those people and they'll tell all their buddies. That's 100,000 people if they tell one friend, Correct. you know, for free, for free. What is that valued at? If you were going to sell that to a TV show, I mean, it would be unbelievably astronomically expensive. Correct. You know? <laughs> Correct. So, yeah, man, uh, we, we've got a few rabbit holes to sneak down. And I, I was going to save this one until next week. But here's a sneak peek at what we're going to talk about next week. Uh, on the Going Bracket Racing YouTube, show, YouTube channel, we have very often brought up the fact of what we would set up in a, in a uh, big money, high dollar bracket race. Most all of us say we'll set up 20, right? 20. You think that I, if you lose with a 20 packaged and dang, it wasn't your, it wasn't meant to be, right? This past week watching racing in Florida, I don't, I don't agree with my thought process anymore. <laughs> uh, it's out the window. I watched people lose with nine packs and six packs. I personally watched one of our guests that I think we'll have on next week. Mr. Kevinoy Little lost with some, maybe a 15 or a 12 pack or something like that, you know. And, and, and I, I'm not going to save this for next week. Great job, Kevinoy Little. You drove that Black Panther several rounds in that $100,000 race. And he was I, I either 7th or 8th. I promise. He was 7th or 8th that we're, day. I, we're going to have him on the show, everyone, to speak on that. Kevinoy Little is one of you guys. He's a follower of the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. He chimes in. He's out. He's out of Team 14 Motorsports. And uh, and it really showed out, um, for lack of better terms. And you know we were rooting for you the whole time. Every time you went around, I get a message from Casey. Man, that old Kevin Noich dropped his butt off. He didn't say that. Trust me, he didn't say butt. Another three-letter <laughs> three word, but but not butt. Uh, actually, I guess butt's four four letters. But whatever. Hey hey, we talk about drag racing. Don't end. So anyway, great job, man. Great job. We'll we'll talk more about that next week, guys. Don't don't think we're just gonna brush over the SFG 500. Uh, or the weekend that uh, led up to that. So, Casey, what else is going on, That's, man? Well, man, that that kind of brings us to our little subject that that we were kind of thinking about bringing up and getting everybody's input on, which is uh, I, I posted up on uh, the Facebook page. Uh, I think it was last Friday, maybe it was Thursday, but uh, I just kind of wanted to get an idea of what the average guy. How many races do you enter a year? And it seemed like the vast majority of everybody was somewhere between the 10 and 20 area. Um, and the reason I was asking that was because, number one, uh, if you, let's hypothetically say you could race from the first week of April to the last week of September. That's pretty much the average racing season for the United States for the most part as a whole. And let's say there's no rain outs, period. There's, which we all know also is not going to happen. But that means you could race 26 weeks in the years, 26 weekends. So if they're all single entry races, your normal, your normal everyday Saturday bracket race, you can run 26 times. Now here's what I kind of was, was wondering and kind of I was just thinking about that day. We were watching the SFG 500 
and they were running either either Wednesday through Saturday or Thursday through Sunday. I can't remember. But anyway, I was just thinking that if they if if those touring boards, which a lot of them are touring type racers, if they can go double enter those races, they just raced eight times that week. And that's not including if they got in some of those shootout races, you know, but that means it's at least eight times. So basically my overall idea is, are these guys really that good? Like, I mean, are they way better than us average guys or do they just get more chances? Um, and what I'm saying is, is that there's, there, we can all think of guys at our regular tracks that don't go everywhere and can't afford to go everywhere, you know, whatever the case may be, that just dominate that one track. Everybody has that guy at their track. They're like, oh man, that guy's always into money here. Um, now, what I'm thinking is, if, if mathematically, let's just say you get in the money every 10 times on average, every 10 times you race, well, wouldn't that then mean that every 10 times you race, you would get in the money quicker? So like if you could pack that 10 times into two weeks, then you'll look like you're in the money every other week, right? Versus these other guys who it would potentially take, what would that be, two and a half months to get in the money? So uh, I guess effectively I see what you're, what you're trying to say here. Um, you, you and I have spoken on this particular subject for probably years now that, that you know, the people who are able to double in a races essentially do three to four times the racing we do just because they're double enter. Um, I know myself, I plan on doing 20 races this year, minimum 20 races, and I should be able to get 20. I think that was pretty much the consensus for the most of that post was that 20 races was kind of going to be that number. So, man, I, I really I really don't quite have a 100% answer to your question and definitely want to hear from, from the fans on this one here. Maybe you have more of a thought process behind Casey's thought than I do. Uh, this is going to be one of those moments where I don't, I don't quite know the answer to that, except for essentially you're getting into the money earlier because you're racing more. Number two, right. for, for instance, yourself, and, and don't, don't let anybody just go headhunt for Casey the next time he's out, but he's coming off of a hot six, six rounds, and if you saw his time slips, his average reaction time might, might make you drop your jaw. There, were, there was pretty good reactions that you put on there uh, for those rounds, Casey, but does that mean that the next time he goes out, he's going to get into the money? In my opinion, he's going to be close. Because he's in a good zone. If you multiply that by two, because you've double entered everything every time you go somewhere, you'll kind of see where we're getting our thought process from. I don't, I don't think that answers your question, Casey, but I think it brushes it a little bit. Well, and to be to to make everything clear here, I'm not saying those guys that that dominate aren't good racers. The reason they dominate is because they're good racers. Like no one. Anybody in here, you're out of your mind if you don't think Corey Galletti or Hunter Patton or Johnny Ezel, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we can name cetera, names for days, but if you think if you don't think that they're on a different level, then you're out of your mind. Uh, but what I can say is, is on Sunday, Hunter Patton was at Galat and he did not win. Fact. So, fact. I know. mean, you know, and, and and everybody has their day. Put it that way. Everybody does. Um, I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not gonna talk much about the SFG, but Johnny Ezel won the, the warm up race. But I didn't hear Johnny Ezel's name much, if at all, for the rest of the weekend. Uh, because all of a sudden, the, the, the competition just went to another level. I think that was probably one of the most competitive events that I've ever watched, is how close that most, I would almost say 60% of the races, were decided by a couple thousands, if not more, Casey. Uh, I'm going to take a look at the chat real quick. We got Cam Murray. Couldn't agree more. Some local advertising that's free isn't being utilized to the best of their ability. So we're going to be jumping back here a little bit into our previous topic there, but but about, you know, why no contingencies? Or how how is it that you say you're going to throw a $10,000 race and you don't have 200 cars lined up to go down the track for it? 
That's lack of advertising. I don't care who you are. That's lack of advertising. Cody Newman says, I feel like it's a lot of luck, but seat time does help. And when your car, excuse me, when you're on your game, you're just on your way, basically. Um, right. There's a lot of truth to that, Cody. Um, and that's why I say Cody, Cody uh, or Casey's going to be tough to beat, in my opinion, these, these next couple of weeks. I, he's, he's a pers- personally, he's the type of guy I wouldn't want to stage up next to. Uh, so um, that, that's how I feel about that. Definitely spot on. Uh, Casey, got anything over at YouTube? Yeah, man. Uh, Monday Morning Racer just said right here, uh, just post. It's not hard at all. I mean, you literally can take a picture of your cell phone and just click a button. You don't even have to put words to it. Just take a picture of your flyer, click a button. It goes out again. You know, it's it's really easy. Um, got Alan in here saying, what's up, GBR? What's up, Alan? Uh, he might be getting that little Tweety out this uh, this weekend, that little Mustang. We'll see what he says. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, it's – the other thing that goes into this whole thing is – I kind of I, I did a basic calculation of on like if your everyday bracket program say your everyday bracket program usually runs between fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars for top bulb so I kind of figured like a like a seventy five dollar entry fee or something and it ended up working out those twenty six races now this is pending no buybacks if you're like me you got to buy back a lot you know but but you got to do it you're already there you know what's the difference I mean you're gonna but, do it anyway uh, you came you came to race did you not. Right. Right. So, so, so uh, you got it. You got it. Well, I was just going to say, so that ends up being, if you base like a $75 entry fee, those 26 races are around two grand. So you could race 26 times for two grand total theoretically throughout the year. But one of these big money races, now there's a lot of money up top. So if you get in the money, you're going to make a lot more money. True. But if you don't, that one double entry weekend will cost you potentially like five grand. True, true. And and I guess this is perfect a perfect segue into one of our comments on the chat here. Uh, one of one of one of the uh, I remember watching this guy when I was younger. As a, as a matter of fact, he probably doesn't even know I watched him race uh, when I was younger. But Wesley Washington Jr. is in in the chat here. Um, I think he's over there running custom tees, and I I don't think that's very far from you a racetrack custom tee. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Wesley, but uh, he's out there walk, uh, running that track, and he says doubling can be a disadvantage also. It's hard to stay focused when doubling in the later rounds. So to go back to what you said, we're not going to take anything from the Corey Lettys and the Wesley Washingtons and the and the Edmund Richardsons and, and, the, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Keep, the list keeps going on and on and on and on because you're doing something that is – Number one, we're not we're not used to doing that. We have no idea. Uh, am I going to get more nervous? Is the car going to start making me think more, you know, harder about what I need to do next round? Your double enter, you've never really Is your transmission been, on fire? Is it on fire? Have I cooled it down enough? Am I going to roll the beam because it's too hot? Uh, you know, something like that going on. So I, I get it on, on both fronts. Um, and, and definitely take nothing away from those of you who are and have the capability to double enter a race, um, especially a race of, of 500,000 or a million or a, a hundred grand for that matter. I don't care how much money it's for, 10 grand, don't matter. If you're able to, to, to double that race and do some good, uh, certainly uh, take nothing away from that. Uh, and uh, would, wouldn't mind figuring, yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. I wouldn't mind figuring out you know, how hard it is personally. I want to know how hard it is because that would have to mean that logically I've taken my double entries deep into some big money bracket racing. So bring it on for lack of better terms. I guess I'm gonna have to learn one way or the other. Uh, I heard Kevin Oy Little say something on, on his live stream that uh, you never really lose. And the only way you do lose is if you don't learn anything from that loss. So uh, I don't know if that's kudos to Nelson Mandela. I think he said it was, but that is words to live by. I'm gonna live by them. And that's how I feel about that. So, uh, Cam Cam Murray says, "I felt my reaction time window get progressively get progressively as the year went on, but was also racing every week from June through October. However, I think some classes may have more var- uh, variability. Uh, I.e., Super Super Pro might have a, a smaller margin than Pro, a smaller margin for error. 
Well, um, that actually aligns perfectly with Stephen Shepard said right here he must have been at the Bigfoot race. Uh, I would assume. I don't know if that means he was at the Bigfoot race last weekend at Piedmont, but uh, it says right here at the Bigfoot race he was triple O or double O one. So one green. Not only did it not get the bye, he also lost lane choice. <laughs> Yikes. I know, rough, I know a guy personally, it might just so happen to be my dad, that was triple O, one above five, and didn't get the win. That's 15-pack, Casey. Um, yeah. So the and game we played. That, that's kind of weird, George. Yes, it's custom tees. Uh, yeah, that's where he bracket races, uh, West Washington. Casey, I don't think that's very far from you. It might be a few hours, but uh, I've, I've seen some good racing going on, even some top sportsman races. I think Rondell Dow might be uh, working with Wesley on those type of races. So, um, yeah, Wesley, thanks for stopping by, man. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, if you ever need anything uh, broadcasted across our platform, you know what to do. So uh, shout us a holler. We'll uh, we'll get your uh, flyer going on and see that we can't pack out that Custom Tees Raceway. I think you guys are doing pretty good out there. Keep it up. Um, but, yeah, man, um, I, I think I agree with Cam, too. Maybe there's a little bit more room for error in certain certain classes. I think that's definitely probably spot on. Well, there is and there isn't because at the end of the day, you got to run up there every single time <clears throat> thinking this dude's going to cut your head off because, like you just said, your dad was just triple zero, one above five, and then lost. I mean, who who wouldn't take that? You're out of your mind if you wouldn't take that. I mean, we're talking that's that's better than nine dead nine. That's better than nine dead seven. You know what I mean? Like, it's – you don't. You never know what you need until you need it. It's a fact. That's, that's my point. It's a fact. You know? It's a fact. And it, 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 it kind of helps. It makes things a little bit easier, too, whenever you, you get a red light. And I hate the red lights. Everybody hates red lights. But let's just say you were 005 red. Your opponent was 001 dead five. So what on earth were you going to do different besides be uh, – you were dead four, you know, but I have to be two – I have, he, it's, I have to be two on the tree to win that round, you know? The so. problem with uh, <laughs> a lot of bracket racers fall into this this uh, area where we all want to be Monday morning quarterbacks, and as soon as we get the time slip, we're like, man, I knew I should have lifted one more time. Man, I knew I should have hit the brakes. What was I thinking? You know, this, that, and the other. It's like, dude, you know, going back to what we were saying, whoever you're running against, maybe they ran 16 times that year. Maybe they're understanding the rate of closure better. Um, I mean, I I lost in the sixth round. I was 006 to a dude's 32 because I lost where I was at on the racetrack. I mean, we all do it. And anybody who says they don't is, you know, flat out lying to you because everybody's done it. We all do dumb things. But it's like you go back to what Kevin Hoyt said, man. What did you learn from that? Well, you learned that you don't need to be looking that way. You need to be looking this way more than you're looking that way. <laughs> when are you looking yeah. back? So, oh, so, there with those time codes. <laughs> here, here, here's another example of, of years and years of experience, you know. Uh, Big Al Peebler's in, 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 the, in the chat room, and he says, for me, the more passes I make, the better. My reaction times are grouped. I feel that. I really do. You know what I mean? When I'm in a, when I'm in a zone, I'm in a zone. It, it is what it is. But when I come out of that zone, I'm, I feel terrible. This is just how it goes, right? You group them. He says, in top dragster, about, there's about 12 races a year, and that's all he gets. So it, it's, per class has to have a, a, a bearing or a, a factor, play a role in this whole conversation. Whichever class you run, 12 top dragster races? I think you were top dragster champion one of those years, Al. So good, good job, you know. Might have um, been last year. I might have been last year, if I'm not mistaken myself. I just can't call which year it was, but... It's things like that that play a role. It plays a role. Plays a role. Yep. It it all comes down to seat time, man, and that's that's kind of what we what we talk about a lot on the Golden Bracket Racing YouTube channel. If if your if your wallet's this big, then then that's fine, and if your wallet's little bitty, that's fine too. Just get something that you can make the most laps in. And I was just talking to Justin this weekend. I was like, man, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to hit some testing tunes every once in a while. Whenever you get, you know, you get those weird time periods where like. It seems like it's rained every couple of weeks or something on the weekend, and it's it's perfect all week. But then it rains Saturday. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And uh, or you get those weeks where there's just nowhere to go. Testing tunes almost always open every single week at your local track because that doesn't cost them anything. 
uh, that's a money maker right there. That's why they love test and tune. Maybe go out there and hit a test and tune maybe once a month if you can, because I know like a lot, it's only $20, you know, True. go out there, hit a test and tune, get you a couple runs real quick. Uh, I know that Justin and I, last time we got out there, um, if it weren't for that last run, we got there pretty much whenever the gates opened and we were in the lanes when the track was hot and we made three runs real quick. And if we wouldn't have tried to get greedy and get that one more, we both wanted one more and we were going to go home. Then, uh, an, then a car blew uh, a car blew up and then the very next one blew up and drug a little <laughs> out there and we're like, ah. So we got stuck there till like nine o'clock. But typically, we end up going there and if you get right in the lanes, then uh, you'll be out of there by six thirty and you can make three runs real quick. Um, you know, and and it makes you feel better about your car more than likely you won't have three bad reaction times in a row but that that one double o reaction time just gives you so much confidence going into your next race you know right well yeah so you guys know and this is a quick quick pause coming up here you see casey's shirt it's got the tsr logo on it right there and uh we're gonna have that giveaway tomorrow so you still got a little time to get in on the hundred dollar gift cards we're going to be giving away two of those uh the drawing is tomorrow uh, stay tuned for a brief message from them for how to enter in. We'll see you guys in just a moment. Wreck Racing YouTube channel has partnered with TSR Racing Products to give away not one but two $100 certificates redeemable for anything you may need from TSR's extensive transmission parts list. The only requirement to be entered is to subscribe to the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel and comment on this video. The drawing will take place April 21st. TSR Racing Products has everything you need to make your Power Glide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR racing visit tsr racing products at tsr-racing.com or give them a call at 800-394-5889 so remember guys literally all you have to do is subscribe to this youtube channel i think it's like somewhere right over there that red button click that subscribe button and just leave a comment down below so george and i have your screen name so we can enter you in the drawing we can only see like the last hundred subscribers to the youtube channel so uh do that and you'll get some cool stuff from TSR here in about a month from now. So you got time to get in. So get in where you fit in. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, guys. Guys, thanks for uh, tuning in here. And, and uh, certainly don't forget that drawing is going to be tomorrow. Uh, we'll be giving away two of those $100 gift cards. Certainly big shout out to TSR for coming on board to the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel and and giving us, uh, giving our fans a little bit of love and uh, allowing us to do that for you guys. So uh, certainly if you need anything transmission, I know I've said it a thousand times, but if you need anything transmission, I'll say it again, head over to TSR, uh, TSR Racing Products and uh, have a look at what at, at their uh, their inventory. If you don't know how to find them, send me an inbox here on the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. I'll get you set up uh, or look at our uh, one of our logos up there. Probably has a telephone number in it. So yeah, Casey, what else we got going on today? Well, we got, uh, first of all, Brian Glenn says, love the show. We appreciate that, Brian. Uh, little Nasty's in here saying doubling helps with finding the tree. But uh, Stephen Shepard, man, he says uh, best thing to do is enter two classes at the local track. And that's what I tell. I, George, we talk about this all the time. Uh, if we could hit off the foot, if we could hit it, hit bottom bulb as good as Nick Hastings could, then why not run? bottom bulb and top bulb at the same class and just run off the foot because the thing is if absolutely nothing else what are we timing out about <laughs> what are we timing out about? hold on if i could hit the bottom as good as nick hastings i never hit the top again i don't think yeah i mean that, I that dude is ignorant and and like we like i know you're gonna go into it if you can hit the bottom then you can run bottom uh pro you can run foot break well i guess hitting the bottom of foot break are two different things not how i grew up but in certain areas um anyway you can hit you can hit it without a delay box that means that you can go into super pro and still hit without a delay box right right but i'm sorry i interrupted you with the time out if, if i could hit the bottom like no. nick hastings i woo, i think i, I don't know where i'd be right now you know I wouldn't have a be, job i might just be a 
professional drag racer as a job. That's what I. That's if, what I uh, <laughs> if you could hit the bottom like Nick Hastings, from what I heard, you would have been in the finals on Saturday night at Piedmont. Because I'm pretty sure that's what Alan said he was in. <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't be shocked. But, but the thing is, man, if you if absolutely nothing else, just enter in those two classes as long as you're in in both of them. If absolutely nothing else, you've had half the amount of time between rounds as the other guy. So if nothing else, at least you know you can go dead on or you know where dead on is or you should by, you know, if if you're doing that. Yeah. Um, so you have one leg up, so maybe you don't have to hit the bulb as hard as the other guy. The, 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 the ability to have as much data as possible is in your wallet, in your corner. Um, Jerry's in here, data man himself. He's a data guru, aficionado, right? <laughs> but you have the advantage of being able to go up for round one and be the first five pairs, and then round one again, be the 30th pair or the 40th pair. Why do you have the advantage? You just ran your car down the racetrack. So one, mm -hmm. you know where you were on the tree. If you were double O, you ain't got to touch that. If your car was dead on, you don't got to touch that either. But even if you weren't either of the two, you now have the data to make a change to make yourself tougher to take out. If you won that first entry, now you have momentum and my chest will be pumped. Yeah, I won that first entry. I'm ready to <laughs> go. My voice will get deeper. Everything. It's time to go. You know, so double entering is cool. Double entering is potentially the, the route uh it's from what i'm hearing hopefully my wild will allow me to do it a lot but i don't know in the chat here we're, we're kind of going backwards guys we do that a lot um uh, sometimes the chats come in as we're we're into something and it takes a second to look over there but uh cody newman says for me the most challenging thing is seat time he says being in northern ontario i gotta drive eight hours or more just to go to the racetrack uh, if the border was open, I could go to Michigan. Fortunately, we still have uh, the Canadians are still trapped up there and can't come down and race with us. And hopefully that all goes away soon, guys. You know, uh, definitely uh, want to see you guys at US 131 coming up here pretty soon. But that's what Cody's talking about. He could get to US 131 in four to five hours. So that's crucial we're talking about seat time and right now there's a lot of people who can't get it who knows what the weather even is in canada right now we think about that comment case uh well cody was actually in the uh on the facebook side uh i was kind of talking back and forth with him and that's what he was saying is that uh three races a year because he's so far away from the track and that sucks that's uh that kind of is what it is but he's he's also somebody who obviously would benefit from double entering uh you know, races or, or entering top and bottom or something like that, just having a car that you can run everything with. At least you can get like maybe turn your three-day weekend into a six-day weekend just because, you know, you can enter everything if you can. That's true. Um, I don't know if that's that's in the finances. I mean, that's all that's all down to what it is. But uh, make, make do with what you can, I guess. But uh, Stephen Shepard's in here again. Like he said, doubling can get you 14 to 18 time slips in a weekend for cheap. Uh, you know, and, and kind of going back to what we were saying earlier about maybe go to the testing tune every once in a while. Um, at the same time, even if you ran first round, lost second round, and that's all you did the entire weekend, if you double entered, that's four and eight runs right there. And yeah, that would be absolutely worst case scenario. Nobody wants to get swept. You know what I mean? <laughs> But but the point is, is you didn't really do anything spectacular and you still got eight runs and it's it's giving you that seat time. And, and we all know as bracket racers, you can hit the tree on your practice tree as much as you want. Everybody can put a lot of emphasis on that. And it's not a bad thing to do that. It's definitely good to do it versus not do it. But nothing is the same as staging your car, bumping it in. Oh, I got a little too deep. Well, you can't hang on to that button. You know what I mean? Even because you're probably not as deep as you think. But oh, I didn't flicker that time. Oh, I'm too deep. Oh, I'm gonna hang on to it. Uh, you know, you no matter what, you can't. Uh, no matter what, you can't duplicate getting ran down or running down somebody at the finish line. That's impossible. No, that's that's definitely impossible. And and, and uh, effectively, I don't care how good your recall is. I'd seem to ha I, I believe I have a pretty good recall. Even right now, I can sit here and think in my head, um, where was I when I caught him? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and, and have some type of an idea of where I was on the track when I caught him. 
but that's not realistic enough. It's just kind of a memory, you know? So you can't practice that. You just got to get into seat time and do it. But for Rob Fisher, here one of our comments in the chat, he says, seat time is rare around here because the rain is killing us and he's got to travel. <laughs> um, there, might, there might be a lot of us in that situation at some point in time. I'm in Texas. There was one year where it went 107 days with no rain whatsoever. It was hotter than hell. And that's the way <laughs> I'm just going to call it. I'm going to leave it that, you know. Um, so we all have some type of weather to deal with that plays a factor in seat time. But that's another reason to double enter. Because you're, you're, you never know whenever your weather is going to go haywire. You have the ability to enter your local race twice if you have that ability. Entering it's going to be good. And it's going to be great, actually. We got another one in here, another comment. I'm going to read uh, from, from Cam Murray. He says, uh, Super Pro cars aren't used to seeing a car go deep next to them. And we have a comment under that from West Washington says, Staging deep isn't allowed at most tracks, at most tracks in the top bulb class. Does that sway your mind frame of double entering? I don't think I would be a well, deep. I don't think I would be a person to go deep anyway, but way entering in entering the super pro program and the pro program at the same time or the no box. It definitely, it definitely would. But the way to on, on most cars, most of the time your, your ET break for super pro or top bulb as it's called in IHRA stuff is typically, I think 749 eighth mile. <clears throat> and I would be willing to bet that you could find a small enough front tire if they are that slow. Yep. Or is it is it let t let air out of the tires to go faster? No, you add. jack it way up. But you I'm talking about over diameter of the tires. Like a lot of a lot of door cars. This car actually has small front tires on it. it only has 24s on it for whatever reason. But uh, that's what came with it, and they're brand new, so they're staying on there because I got a delay box, so it doesn't make a difference. Huh. But my Nova, then the tires that'll eventually be on this car are 27s <clears throat> typically what that's what these type of cars run just because literally it's just because they look better in in the wheel well it fills out the wheel well better gotcha. um but uh but i mean you could get a small tire i think and i mean i've never driven a car that's that slow but i would have to imagine there's a way that you wouldn't have to deep stage if you really were like if, if your mindset was i have to figure out how i don't deep stage and be consistent someone can figure that out because the thing that you can also think about is when you're running top bulb, then you have the ability, even if you don't have a delay box, you could still use a trans brake button. So you can set your leave way high or something. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Of course, then you'd have to have the transmission to handle it as well. So I guess it all kind of stacks up. I mean, us not being bottom bulbers, maybe we haven't thought that all the way through, but it's a novelty thought. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. No, man, it's definitely uh, something to think about. And I definitely get your thought process, Cam, on trying to maybe throw off us uh, top ball racers by turning that turning a deep stage on. Um, maybe, maybe not. You never know. So, um, Al Peebler says, try to drop on someone when you're 230 and they are 210. Of course, he's talking <laughs> about length. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And um, talking about a mile an hour. Oh, good point. Good point. <laughs> mile an hour. <laughs> mile an hour. <laughs> Shoot. I don't even know what 200 feels like yet, Big Al. But making passes in competition is the way to go. It's the only way to do it. So um, get, get behind the wheel is what Big Al is saying. Get behind the wheel. Drive the car. Um, let me know. Fast cars oh, like. Like Big Al has, he might have to shoot drop if he's going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> drop with the shoots on, on automatic timer or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, let me know over on YouTube if you guys are experiencing any buffering. I'm getting a warning here. It says you might be. Apologize to you if you are. Hopefully you can hear us pretty good there, but might be a little technical difficulties. I don't think anybody else is having any issues there, but uh, certainly appreciate all the uh, responses that we're getting here, Casey. I don't know if you need to catch up with your YouTube stream there. You're getting quite a bit. Yeah, man. The uh, it's it's nice to have everybody just kind of flooding us with these comments. That's the whole point of the Golden Bracket Racing YouTube channel is just kind of get everybody's thoughts out there because I know there's a lot of people that got a lot of things to say, but just kind of no outlet to say it. We all listen to all these podcasts and everything, 
and uh you know they're kind of more for entertainment and things like that and kind of know what's going on like kind of the news for the week type thing but the gold and bracket racing youtube channel is a place where you can kind of tell us what you think about that and we can kind of talk about it amongst everybody and uh get everybody's thoughts out there and uh maybe make sport of bracket racing just a little bit better um maybe maybe make some more people get involved with it which will eventually make more tracks show up like they were back in the day and uh kind of just grow the sport of bracket racing as a whole yeah yeah definitely you couldn't have said it any better um so so definitely thank you guys for chiming in anybody out there who's got a product or a business they want to promote maybe you're able to get things that other people can't get at a good price and you want to shout that out certainly uh, drop it in the chat or send me a message and uh, we'll get your uh, information shouted out across the going bracket racing youtube fans the uh, the followers there and uh, do as much help as we can from afar just using the social media platforms um because i'm uh, personally i'm getting a little tired of watching 10 granders flop because you don't have enough race cars to go down the track. Um, uh, myself personally, um, and I'm not going to name any tracks just, just for the sake of not naming them, but I would have been making a nine hour drive to go to that track. I don't want to hear that you're not going to have the race, but I just drove nine hours. Now I'm sitting on my butt because races got canceled over the ability to not, not promote yourself well enough. So that's what we're here for. Uh, the owners, anybody, promoters, if you guys are listening, let us know what you want to hear and we want to we want to we want to get out what you want to hear in the first place so um what else you got casey i mean i mean i don't really have a uh i don't really have a whole lot left man the uh oh race car revolution here saying that uh it was buffering a while back but everything's all good now we appreciate that man thanks for being with us here um but I think that's really all we got for today, man. So let us obviously put comments down below. It's easier on the YouTube channel than it is versus the uh, the Facebook page uh, whenever you're re-watching things like that. But uh, no matter what, basically the thing that we want to make sure everybody does is all you have to do is go subscribe to the YouTube channel and comment on that TSR video, and we'll enter you into that drawing. We're going to do it probably about this time tomorrow night. And... Uh, Obviously, we got two people that are going to win a $100 gift certificate to TSR. They got literally anything you need for your transmissions. Uh, they got Turbo 350 stuff, Turbo 400, Power Glides, 727s, anything you need. They even have those those gaskets that go on your trans brake solenoid that always leak. They got them, man. Uh, they're hard to find everywhere else. So, uh, in fact, I need to order one of them for the Nova. But, uh, yeah, man. That's that's all we want to say. We appreciate everybody being with us tonight. Glad George actually was feeling a little bit better getting uh, getting on here with us and talking with us. Uh, Steve Shepard, man, you guys have a good show. We really appreciate that, man. We, we appreciate you watching. So uh, join us next week. We're always live every single week at uh, 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 Central on Tuesdays. So uh, we'll see you all later. See you guys later.